Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The NCAA's getting a new president. Good thing for all of you. We're here to fix it. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Are we going to have to do everyone's job for them? College sports, college football, college basketball. We're going to fix it all, and we're going to do it in like 17 minutes. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be truly incredible. So long, Mark Emmert. Don't let the door hit you on the backside. It is Wednesday. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3 and John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the festive and sun festy intracoastal. We are uh, getting to a point where we're just hours away from Sunfest starting. And because it's Wednesday, that means that it is Jeanette Javier who graces us with her delectable presence here until 2 o'clock, her typical Wednesday spot. Hola. Como estas? Muy bien. Gracias. Delectable presence. I've never... Been yeah, I just sort of ad-libbed that. How'd you like that? It was weird. Yeah. Uh, delectable means tangible would be really weird if my presence, you can eat it, but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, actually, uh, but it felt like the right thing to do. You know what else is the right thing to do is we bring in Stone Lebanowitz Friday Night Lights. Stone, <clears throat> you know what I need right now. You know what I desire right now. That's right. Crank it. Crank it! Crank it! No Jimmy! No Lowry! No damn problem! Light and work! Trey Young! Nothing! More like Trey Old! Aged him 20 years in one five-game series! Heat and five reign supreme! Hola. Max Struess! Hola, Depot! Max Struess, on a scale of MJ to LeBron, where does he sit? Right in the middle. Right in the middle, right between them. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, welcome back, All-Star. Woo! Who are they going to play? Sixers, Raptors, we don't know, we don't care. We don't care. The, 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 the mad scientist, Eric Spolstrup, give him any collection of guys. He's going to win in five. Doesn't matter. I see you, Riley. Pat Riley constructing this monstrosity of defense. P.J. Tucker, impenetrable. Do work. I don't even think Jimmy Butler was hurt. Max effort. I think he was just resting that knee. Determination. Jimmy Butler was thrusting his groin at the air in the second quarter. Effortlessly. There it is. His hips are flexible. They don't lie. They don't lie. Neither do the Heat. Later, Atlanta. Ciao. Au revoir. Closing time. Bye-bye. Thanks for the light work. Trey Young turning the ball over 30 times in the series and only making 22 field goals is just a ridiculous stat. I mean. More turnovers than made buckets. I cannot remember the last time a quote-unquote superstar was as ineffective. He didn't disappear. He never arrived. He never showed up. Yeah. You can't disappear if you never arrived to the party. Uh, uh-uh. It's not even an Irish goodbye. It was, uh, I'll have to do it next week. Like, he, he just did not show up. I'm tired. I'm tired from work. I can't make the party. He didn't even show up to the party. Meanwhile, Jimmy just cut out, said, you guys got it from here. Game over. Have some fun. We'll get to the heat. We have an entire heat appreciation uh, party that we've put together. So... I don't want anybody to think that we're just ignoring the heat because that was delicious last night at FTX Arena. But so many of you know, in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, the passion that I have for college sports. I'm the play-by-play voice of Florida Atlantic football and basketball for over a decade and a half now. Jeanette Javier worked with FAU Athletics for, what, three full years, right? Four. Four years. For every year she was in college, she was working with FAU Athletics. That's how I met 
Jeanette, actually. And then Stone Labanowitz played college football. As we detailed this week, the man is a playoff game winner at the FCS level, Division I at Southern Illinois. So we know, we love, we have a passion for college athletics. Yesterday we find out that Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA, he's about to head out the door. Mm. June 2023, farewell Mark Emmert. Boy, bye. And there is a vacancy that will be opening. This from the NCAA. Today, the NCAA Board of Governors Chair John D. <clears throat> John J. DeJoya announced by mutual agreement with the board that Mark Emmert will be stepping down as president of the NCAA. He'll continue to serve in his role until a new president selected and in place or until June 30th, 2023. The decision for Emmert to leave the NCAA came through mutual agreement between the president and the NCAA Board of Governors. According to a press release, it comes as the college sports landscape is undergoing seismic shifts with players being granted rights and compensation never experienced before. Of course, Jeanette, they're talking about name, image, likeness, NIL. Mm -hmm. The same NIL that has your boy, Tyler Van Dyke, Kane's quarterback, rolling around in a brand new car. And the rest of the team. And the rest of the, and the, the rest roster. And the yes. rest of the basketball yes. team. And all of the traffic backup you experience every day on 95, <laughs> that's just the Canes rolling in their vehicles that the Ruizes that's gave them the, with NIL. It's the line of 20-year-olds and driving their Hellcat. That's right. Thanks, NIL. Uh, thanks, NIL. Love you. Um, so this is a precarious time for the NCAA because NIL has taken hold. I think NIL is great. Because I think college athletes should be able to cash in, should be able to bank on their image, mm -hmm. on their likeness, mm -hmm. on their brand. It's not just the school. These individuals, I, in college, could have gone and, as a non-athlete, found someone that wanted to sponsor my college radio show and give me gift certificates. And I could do that because I wasn't shackled by the restraints of the NCAA mm -hmm. at that moment. So now, college athletes who account for significantly more money than I did at Valparaiso University, okay, especially if you're a football player or a basketball player, uh, they are finally being able to use their brand for something that benefits them. What a novel capitalistic concept. My God. But you would think that the world is exploding, that college athletics is dying because kids got a car. Amateur athletics is a sham. Always has been, always will be. It's not real. College sports is going to continue, but it's going to be a lot different. The landscape has changed. The parameters have changed. The expectations have changed. And how to build a winner has in incredibly changed. We can all agree on that, right? Absolutely. We're seeing it happen with the Miami Hurricanes right now. Uh-huh. So the Hurricanes are on a bit of a revival. They happen to be at a school that gets it, that believes in NIL, and has built a roster that you believe would be able to compete now, at least for an ACC championship with a new head coach. But Mark Emmert has also left a lot in his wake because I don't think he ever bought in to NIL. No, I feel like half of his term was always trying fighting to push it. away. Exactly. You're exactly right. He was fighting it the entire time. And he had years to come up with a plan for NIL as the O'Bannon lawsuit was going through, which is what opened the door for name, image, and likeness. And what did he do? He sat on his hands, didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden, O'Bannon won his lawsuit, and then it was, oh, we got to come up with NIL legislation. And court victories came for those who were fighting for NIL, and Mark Emmert was wildly unprepared. Mm -hmm. And which is why I keep hearing Wild Wild West Wild Wild West. This is turning college athletics, especially football, into the Wild Wild West. Well, it's because there was no thought-out plan. And so everything is loose. Separate states came up with their own legislation, and everybody's playing by a different set of rules. And that lays at the feet of Mark Emmer. He broke it. Mm -hmm. He broke it, and he's unable to fix it because Pandora's box is open. So someone with some guts needs to come in and actually figure out how to keep NIL but do it so that everybody feels like they're at least – on the same scale, okay? Easier said than done. That's and, fine. And that's kind of why Emmer's on his way out the door. It, it is. And so what I want to do is I want to open the floor up. If you're the new NCAA president, what your first move is going to be. And my first move, and I think the first move has to be on football because that's the revenue generator. 
That's the one that's bringing in millions upon millions upon millions upon millions on the backs of these athletes, on the backs of these coaches. That is what any athletic department, especially at the D1 level, will tell you unless they're a basketball-only school. This is where our money is coming in, okay? Mm -hmm. As the play-by-play voice of a group of five school, Florida Atlantic, I am sick and tired of college football being the only sport where not every team has a chance to win a national championship. There isn't one sport on earth where there isn't every team at least getting a chance. Now, how you construct your roster is a completely different discussion. Whether or not you're competent, completely different discussion. But there's not a sport on earth where every team doesn't have a chance at the end of the year to play for a championship, except college football. What happened when a group of five school made the college football playoff this year? People were clutching at their chest like they were having, uh, they were in need of a quadruple bypass. <laughs> My God, Cincinnati, they don't belong with the big boys. Oh, coronary. Like people were acting like sports had come to a screeching halt. And that's because we're so used to a fraction of college football being in the discussion for a championship. It is wildly unfair. It is not the way to run a sport, especially a sport at the quote-unquote amateur level, even though Cincinnati stayed closer to Alabama than Georgia did in the SEC championship Mm -hmm. game. But I digress. What I would do, I'm sick of Florida Atlantic playing for a random bowl game as the reward at the end of the season. Okay? I appreciate the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And we collectively do a great job putting that game on. And it is the best damned bowl game that you're going to find before you get into New Year's time. Okay? I believe that. But Florida Atlantic, under Lane Kiffin, should have been able to compete for more. Mm -hmm. The group of five should no longer be a group of five. It should be its own separate entity. Mm. Fine. Power five. SEC. Big Ten. ACC. Uh, Big 12 or what's left of you, Pac-12, you want to be your own thing? Be your own thing. It's time to break away. Do it. Do it. Because you're not going to let anybody else into your club. You know what? Double middle fingers to you. I don't care. Bleep you. I want Florida Atlantic to compete for something resembling a national championship. Break off. You can be Division One. League can. I don't know. I mean, it could just be like the G5 National Championship. Yeah, Group of Five National Championship. Fine. Even better. That was much easier than what I was trying to do. Absolutely. The division of Ken, okay? (laughs) But you break away the Group of Five, and you have a playoff. A legit playoff. Not just four teams, but a playoff. Like you see at FCS that you were a part of, Stone. Oh, yeah. Division Two. Division Three. You have a playoff, and the Group of Five teams get to play for a National Championship. What a wild concept that is. It's almost like that makes too much sense. But we're beholden to TV money. We're beholden to the larger conferences in college football. All the larger conferences dictate what the smaller conferences do. Group of five, their path is determined by a power five that won't let them into the game. And you know what that is? That's trash. That's garbage. So the first thing I'm doing as president of the NCAA is saying, hey, power five, You handle yourselves. Group of five, come on, let's play for a trophy. That's my first move as an NCAA president. I mean, I think it's so important, and and you said it's so obvious, and why hasn't anything been done? Speaking from an athlete's perspective, there's such a missed opportunity in not giving group of five players a platform. And you mentioned Lane Kiffin, so I'll go coach first. People, not even fans of FAU, would have loved to see Lane Kiffin coach that team Mm -hmm. in like a, a game that meant something. Yep. Like Absolutely. that is something you would tune into. Absolutely. 2017, I don't care. UCF was great. FAU would have gave him a ga- given him a game. For sure. 2019, oh, yep. come back down to Boca and let's play. Let's play again in a playoff. I trust that late season FAU team, even against mighty UCF in a group of five playoff. Let's go. Bring them down. I love it. And I wasn't even talking about the X's and O's or how the game would go itself. I just mean that 150,000 SEC fans would turn on their television to that game because they would want to see Lane Kiffin and they would want to see some of the players that he's producing and sending to the next level. So it presents so many more opportunities, so much more money to be made that it's stupid it hasn't happened, but 
changing now. I know we love college game day, and I know we love tailgating, and I know we love the aura of college football, but the Power Five does such a disservice to the rest of college football. ESPN and ESPN can sit there and tell you all they want, that, oh, we care about the smaller schools, and we send college game day to one group of five location every year, or we try to. That means we care. No, that doesn't mean anything. It's platitudes. That's all it is. The Power Five does such a disservice to the game of football at the college level that they don't allow every team a chance to actually win or be a part of a national championship. College basketball, Jeanette, you got 68 teams in there. Mm-hmm. You get All the small conferences are involved in being in the NCAA tournament. It's not going to happen, but hell, look at us, St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. No one knew who St. Peter's was, and they were in the Elite Eight this year. They came... Three wins away from winning a national championship. That is fair. That's why we love the NCAA tournament, and that's why we keep trying to find ways to fix the college football playoff because we know college football is broken from that standpoint and nobody wants to confront it. It just makes the sport much more interesting, Mm -hmm. much more valuable, and it brings a whole new set of fans and money. Yeah. All associated with all yeah. that. Do you know how many Doug Eaters there are out there on these football teams? Like that, that just Doug Eater is the St. Peter's, mm-hmm. the, the point guard who ended up signing a six-figure deal with Buffalo Wild Wings. Like there are so many of those football More players. More like Doug Eater. I can't with you. Yep. <laughs> there are so many of Dugs out there that like don't have the opportunity. <laughs> There's so many Dugs out there. Or the spotlight to shine and make money, market for their schools, brand themselves, who just aren't given the opportunity because there's no G5 national championship. There's just no platform and there's just no setup for I, these teams to play each other in the first place. I just love how everybody's so caught up in NIL and if these players are getting things, <gasps> gasp, when in reality, if you want college sports to be successful, you've got to fix the competitive balance. So the, the competitive balance and the way it currently sits is much more dangerous than a car that a player might be getting on lease, okay? It's, it's Sorry. Su- that's such a good point because if I'm being recruited to FAU and Texas Tech, those are my two schools, it's obviously a no-brainer because there's nothing to play for at the beginning of the season or preseason for FAU players, or at least if I'm getting recruited there, I know there's nothing to play for at the end of the season. What, hoping for mm-hmm. a good bowl game? When at Texas Tech, I know my stipend's going to be more, and I know there'll be more eyes on me and more people will care about me. But if there is a platform and FAU is the favorite to go to the G5 National Championship or be in that, you know, that final eight, like that helps recruit I players. Think more often than not, Jeanette, a student athlete, and Stone can speak to this, but a student athlete, if they had a decision to make between a P5 and a group of five in the NIL age, you can say, oh, you're going to get this deal or you can have this deal with a car dealership or you can have this, and I use the lazy NIL deal, I get it. Um, but uh, you can have this or you can come here and there will be NIL opportunities, but you're going to play right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have a chance to make a deep run. Is Texas Tech going to be in the running for the Power 5 National Championship? Probably not, but uh, enjoy your Applebee's your, your Applebee's deal. But at Florida Atlantic, maybe you can jump on with one of the great businesses in Boca that are part of that. And guess what? You might be playing on a nationally televised Group of 5 quarterfinal game. That is valuable. Right? That is absolutely Players want to play. Players want to play, straight up. It's why the transfer portal's going crazy, because players want to play. So you know what? If I'm in charge of the NCAA, group of five, go do your own thing and make it competitive. Give yourselves a chance. You're already not in the discussion for the College Football National Championship, so it doesn't change anything that the Power Five is going to be the only players playing for that big crystal football. Go play for your own thing. Separate. Divorce. It's okay, and it is going to be a much more conducive situation than the way it's currently constituted. You're the new NCAA president. What's your first move? Me is separating the group of five and the power five, and the group of five plays in a playoff to win its own separate national championship. But what would you do on your first day as the new NCAA president? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. You've been around college sports for a long time, Jeanette. Is there anything you saw or do see that bothers you where you're like, even if it's the smallest, most minute thing that you can realistically get done that you would change? Well, first of all, I want to make I want to say something about the Power Five going to their own conferences. Huh? I think that also 
goes to the people, the college football elitist, <clears throat> Evan Cohen, <clears throat> mm-hmm. because you want your Power Five teams, watch that. Have fun with that. Yeah, Enjoy do it. that. Do it. But let the and other people. Yeah, but let the other teams, let the other football programs have an opportunity as well to get a trophy. Right. I just, I'm sick of in this state the Florida fans, the Florida State fans, the Miami fans just thumbing their nose at FAU, at especially UCF, because I'm telling you, big three. That's not a thing anymore. UCF has been better than you. Florida has been ducking UCF. I mean, flat-out ducking. I mean, Mario Brothers, there's a flying turtle coming at my head, ducking Ducking. UCF. They got got beat by them. Uh They got beat last season, but they got beat. Now now they'll duck the smoke, but they got UCF beat Florida last year. I mean, Exactly. They ducked them for years. Go Knights. Okay. Florida State. Florida State, they're in this discussion. At least they've scheduled USF. They even lost to them at the Doke a couple of years ago. But, man, this, this, uh, they're not players. No, 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 no. They are. You're just an elitist. You're, and, 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 and I'm sorry, but the way that things are currently constituted, there is a soon-to-be Power 5 that's still a group of five that's in much better shape in UCF than any other program in this state. Miami has brought out the cars. Miami's brought out the money. The Ruizes are involved. Morio's here. But you know what they haven't done? Played a game. Mm. They haven't played a game. Mm. All right? So we're still waiting, and we're still seeing what they're actually going to be. But I I look at the – there's so much wrong with the NCAA and so much focus on the transfer portal and NIL when competitive balance in the most revenue-driven sport is the biggest hurdle that threatens the long-term success of the NCAA. I also think, too, Jeanette, you have these coaches. They're on these money grabs all the time. The same coaches that are saying the transfer portal's a problem. This is our reality. Guys don't want to work. They don't want to commit. Wait, you don't want to commit? As soon as an SEC job comes calling or a Big 12 job comes calling with all this guaranteed money, you're out the coach's office door, and we never see you again. And the guys you recruited are just sitting there with their thumb, and you know what? Wondering what just happened. If I, When I went to Valpo, and I decided to go there and study broadcasting, if two weeks after I showed up, all of a sudden it turned into a Bible school, you think that would be good for me? You think I'd be happy with that? You think that would make my college decision feel right? The answer to that is no. And that's what's happening with these college football coaches. Hey, come play for me. Come play for me. Come on. Commit, 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 commit. You've been a part of it, Stone. Commit, commit, commit. Come on. Give us that committal. Give us that committal so we can tweet something out. And then all of a sudden, you commit. You get on campus, especially with early signing period now. And then your coach is gone a week later because he went to Baton Rouge where they gave him sacks of cash on his way off the plane. And there's going to be an easy fix for the transfer portal and coaches leaving. Now, I don't know how the coaches one's going to be fixed. You got to play out your you got to coach out your entire contract. Sorry. So, so how they're going to fix the transfer portal? And I guarantee you it, it's probably the next thing that happens involving the transfer portal, but there's going to be windows, right? In recruiting there's dead periods and there's grace periods, right? Where you're not allowed to talk to coaches. You're not allowed to call them, text them, they're not allowed to DM you. So, I can see a time really soon, I'd say 2023, where the transfer portal's open for like a three-month period. And that's where you're allowed to make moves because you can't have kids finishing the season, dropping down a level, going to a worse conference, and immediately playing at the running back spot where there are like four kids on the run. Like, that won't be able to happen if you only allow them to come in the spring or come early fall. Like, so okay. there's going to be a transfer portal but window, until, which makes a lot of sense. But it's only fair that until coaches are bound by the same rules, mm-hmm. shouldn't the student-athletes be too? Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't that seem fair? Oh, uh, these guys are the leaders and the, the coaches and they're professionals, so they're held to a different standard than uh, the players that are on scholarship and aren't, uh, and, 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 and aren't able to, to make a salary. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This, this whole approach that, oh, because they're young, they shouldn't have a say. Sorry, that's 1962. Mm-hmm. That's not 2022. That ain't it. But it only seems fair to me, Jeanette, that th- if the coaches – can have free reign and leave when they want, whenever they want, then the players should be able to be do the same exact thing. That's equal. You, th- th- that go, it should go both ways. If you want to come up with legislation that keeps the coaches through their the duration of their contract, 
then you can start restricting the players. But it is wildly unfair. And guys like Davos Swinney complaining about it when any coach in this country can go wherever they want. They can go wherever they want, whenever they want. That's that's wrong. That's fundamentally incorrect. And that has to change, too. The, the problem is the players have ties to these coaches that either they were recruited by or they're from where they're from or they have a personal relationship with them. And that's not the same for coaches. Coaches go for, for money reasons and whatnot. But kid who was at West Virginia, a five-star out of high school from Broward County, was recruited by a coach at Miami, and that coach ultimately ends back up on the staff in Miami. Of course, when that kid hits the portal, there's no fight, no fighting for him because he's going back to Miami. He's going back to Coach Smith or whatever his name is. So like that, that's where it differs between players and coaches. Players, we know where players are going to go as soon as they hit the portal, like 50% of the time now. Who do they have ties to? Where are they from? Who do they know on that team? Oh, yeah, they're going to go here. We've seen it happen with Miami a lot. A lot of the guys that recruited players that were elsewhere that are from Broward County are, of course, now coming back because that's who recruited them. And that's not the same with coaches. They're just going where, they, where they're okay, getting paid but cash. If, if you're going to allow, allow the free-flowing coach movement, and that's fine. They can better their family. They they can go better their family, take an opportunity, but then players should be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Especially like what you were saying, Stone. That that's just part of it. Adjusted I mean, that, now. That, now it is. You're, you're gonna have right. to adjust. Exactly. It's the nature of the sport. You're gonna have to adjust. You're the new NCAA president. You take over for Mark Emmert. What is your first move? Mine is separating the group of five from the power five and letting the group of five play for a separate national championship. Also Coaches should have to coach the entire duration of their contract or else players continue to have free reign in the transfer portal. It's only fair. You're the new NCAA president. What's your first move? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Title sponsor, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. You get in, you get your sport management degree, your MBA at Florida Atlantic, and you go on to your job in sports. And this is uh, unlike college athletics where I kind of look in where can I go where can I better myself this is the destination this is where you want to go to learn about the sports industry to get that red carpet into the pro sports world whether it is in a professional sports front office big time college athletics local sports it checks all the boxes in a variety of different industries in the sports realm it's the FAU Sport Management Program. Get your MBA in Boca Raton or take the courses online. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Mark Emmert is leaving. There's going to be a new NCAA president. How you fix college sports? What's your first move? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I guess my only point with all of this is that we're all so caught up in NIL and the transfer portal because the biggest microphones are put in front of the coaches, and of course they're going to be anti-transfer portal and of course, by nature, they're going to be anti-NIL. That in reality, college sports has a lot bigger issues. A lot bigger issues with competitive balance that is making this untenable as opposed to whether or not a kid is able to get a free car wash every two weeks. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Ken Levick Alive, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. It is a Wednesday. That means Jeanette Javier is in. She's on her way to Denver tomorrow. She's going to take in a Rockies game. I have a specific question about that in a second. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. If you're NCAA president, if you take over for Mark Emmert, who is stepping down the latest that he will step down will be June of 2023. Before that, they could find a replacement, oust him, and there's a new president. The NCAA, college athletics, there are a lot of issues, and a lot of you love college sports. I do, especially college football uh, for, for a wide majority of you. You're the new NCAA president. 
What is your first move to make things better? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Another thing that I would suggest, Jeanette, is that the NCAA tournament, you know, the, the first and second round sites, how they all maybe have a little bit different color to them, but they're all the same design. Mm-hmm. We got to go back to the old days. We're going back to the old days where every site gets to design its own court with its own logo mm-hmm. so that you know where the games are being played. Personality. You, exactly. There needs to be. I remember, I vividly remember Richmond winning an NCAA tournament game, or it might have been Hampton, one of the two. Um, uh, but they beat Iowa State in a 15-2 game, and it was in Boise, and the court had these hideous, colorful pinwheels behind the free throw lines, and you knew it because every time Boise hosted a first and second round, they had that terrible design. But it brought personality to the NCAA tournament. I hate these generic designs on the NCAA tournament courts. I want to go back to the good old days where every site had a different design. And once you were into Friday evening of the tournament, you knew where each design was. And that helped instead of looking, oh, where, oh, Cleveland? Oh, it looks like the San Jose court. And oh, Mm -hmm. San Antonio? It looks like the Omaha court. Come on, damn it. Bring back the creativity. Boo, the creativity, the personality. And that's what made it much more exciting. That's right. Absolutely. So I would also change that. Okay, maybe it's just cosmetic, but that means something to me. Absolutely. Well, I feel, felt like it means something to the game or just like the casual fan, the diehard fan. Like, let these teams do something with their brand. I mean, come on. And I don't think you're necessarily alone. I think all these girlfriends and wives who get sucked into watching because, you know, there's their significant others watching. I mean, they want colorful courts. They want personality. That's too. sexist. I, mean. <laughs> I do not. I want everybody to know Stone LeBanowitz said that. If you have a problem with it, call 770. Oh, sorry. I don't think they would be mad. I think they would be like, thank you. You know, it's boring. My husband makes me sits me in front of the television. I have to watch eight basketball games in a row. I want some colorful pinwheels. Women, I want some confetti falling. So to that point, I've actually dated guys where they don't want to watch a basketball game with me. Wow. Yeah. Well, wait, why not? Hey. Because they, they're not interested in, like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. be like, hey, babe, I'm going to cook dinner and we're going to watch the basketball game, okay? That's their plan tonight. He'll be like, oh, okay. And then he'll talk to me throughout the whole basketball game and I'll tell him to shut up. It's happened a couple times. <laughs> hey, uh, women listening to the show right now, do you agree with Stone that the NCAA tournament is better because women want to see colors on the floor? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. A women's only question here on Ken Levick Alive. Women, do you agree with Friday Night Lights that you'd prefer the old NCAA tournament courts to come back because... There's so many colors. It's pretty. Wow. 888-760-3776. Wow, 888-760-3776. Stone. Stone Lebanowitz living in 1951. He's living in black and white. What? Jeanette and I are in the modern day. Make me my sandwich and look at these pretty colors <laughs> on the court. I don't I I don't know why you guys are so against me because on 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 like social media, on Instagram, whether it's Twitter, whether it's TikTok, all these girls are posting when your boyfriend makes you watch eight hours and okay. they play one shining moment. And, and in the them. background That's is one shining. It's not all of them. All wrong, of them. because I'm the one who will post. I should post when uh, when my boyfriend doesn't want to watch sports with me. You don't want to post that because those comments would not be very friendly. Oh, They'd be my like, God. To him. To him, of course. Stone then is I'm going to do it next time. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Stone every day is just drowning in Gen Z. Just drowning in Gen Z. You're the new NCAA president. What is your first move? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And also, if you're a woman, do you agree with Stone Lebanowitz? You want the old NCAA tournament courts back because they're so pretty and colorful. John is in Port St. Lucie. John's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, John? All right, how are we doing, guys? First Good. order of business is for the NCAA to get control of the college football postseason and get it out of the corporate bowl sponsor hands mm-hmm. and create a, some kind of an NCAA-sponsored tournament similar to basketball. I don't know the dollar figures that basketball brings into the NCAA from a March Madness standpoint. That's their biggest revenue driver because they've basically left uh, the Power Five conferences alone. So the NCAA tournament is their biggest revenue driver. Right. So why not the NCAA take over the football postseason and create probably an even bigger revenue driver Mm -hmm. with some kind of an NCAA-sponsored college football postseason? I think that that would be priority number one. Yep. 
Money answers all questions. Yep, I, I agree. And uh, that brings me to this with the NCAA, okay? So, I think that ship has sailed with the NCAA being able to retake over the governance of the Power Five because the SEC has too much power. Yeah. The ACC has too much power. Mm-hmm. They have more money than the NCAA does. So the new president's not going to come and say, there's a new sheriff in town, scoot over SEC. That ain't happening. But what does need to happen is there needs to be someone who steps up, and it's got to be someone in these leagues who do agree, come together finally, and instead of going conference against conference, there needs to be an overseeing body of these Power 5 schools or all of Division One college football. You have to centralize this power at some point because – this conference in it for themselves is not working. And that's where the TV contracts are coming into play because every conference is negotiating its own TV contract for different money. Why do you think schools are jumping from conference to conference? It has nothing to do with being competitive. It has nothing to do with wanting to win championships. It has to do with getting a piece of the bigger school's TV network money pie. The money that's been negotiated in these TV deals. It's why Florida Atlantic is going to the American next year. Because the American has a big, green ESPN TV deal. Conference USA is making quarters off of its TV deal. Okay, We we got Texas going to play in the SEC. Texas, he can't even compete in the Big 12. (laughs) And they're going to the SEC. Why? Cha-ching. So until there's an overseeing body with all of college football, all these leagues are going to price out college football and cause constant movement with these teams because the negotiating deals happen in every seven, eight years with a TV network. That makes sense, right? Asking for a lot of drama. Yeah. It's going to go down. (laughs) Right. Maybe you do let them gas out. Maybe you do let them, like you said, price out. Like, let them move around, makeshift, right? And then 10, 15 years later, everyone's going to be where they deserve to be. It'll be like the market collapse, and then you rebuild from there, like the real estate (laughs) market. And then the ones who can sustain it are going to stay. And the ones who have to go somewhere and don't belong where they ended up in have to go. So maybe you let it happen naturally, and you're right. I don't... I think the answer is not to have a guy come in and say there's a new sheriff in town because that just wouldn't go over well. Okay, well, then if you let 15 years, though, uh, of time pass and you're still revolving conferences, (laughs) I think that becomes unfixable after that. What it's going to take is grown-ups with money in the Power Five to determine who the the head person is going to be or the head committee is going to be to oversee all of this because that currently doesn't exist. I feel like you're asking for too much when you ask for grown-ups. I know, I know. But the kids are the problem. The kids are the problem. Don't worry. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke got a a, a car, so that's the problem. It's it's Wild Wild West. Miami's ruining college football. Right. Uh, Stone, you had a litany of ideas. Quickly go through some of these. Yeah, mine are really like direct payoffs for the athletes. And you talked about changing what it means to win, and I think that means eliminating scholarship caps. Like a lot of teams are only given a certain amount of scholarships. FCS was Mm -hmm. 53 Division One Power Five, I think, is 83. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if you eliminate those caps, what you're going to have is a lot more kids on a team. So when the transfer portal does affect the team, does blow a team, like Lincoln Riley dragged, I think it was 28 players to from USC. Oklahoma to USC. But if you have 120 guys on a team instead of 85 that are on, and you can pay all of them because that's how much revenue you're well, making. Well, that's going to determine who's in Power Five and who's in the Group of Five, I think, too, is About- how many scholarships can you afford. Exactly, exactly. But but you'd be surprised. Like no, I know you'd be surprised. Like some of the smaller schools, FAU, they budget because they have a certain amount of scholarships. But if they did have, they would budget for that mm-hmm. and be able to pay a lot more kids mm-hmm. and be able to have a lot more depth and a lot better depth at certain positions. So I think that's a big deal. Also, abolishing the limitation on the number of coaches on a staff. We're seeing what it's doing for Miami right now. Miami has Jason Taylor, Ed Reed, Charlie Strong. All of these coaches are on a staff and they're building this mega mega team and what it's doing to their players and the culture of the team I think is is like life-changing for these kids I think if every school was able to bring in former players or, or just big-name guys that kids wanted to be coached by and wanted to get behind I think that would be a big deal also you budget for coaches a lot of these coaches aren't getting paid a lot mm-hmm. but if they that'll keep kids where they're at exactly exactly so I think that's a big deal allowing more coaches to come on and allowing more scholarships to be had for all of the schools mm-hmm. I think would do a lot those those are some 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 of mine I also think that um, clo- having closed periods in the transfer portal, like I mentioned earlier, you need to let that thing fly for three or four months and then close it, or else I do believe that it's the wild, wild west. I don't think it's good. I think kids are going crazy right now. Eventually it'll level out, but I don't know how it's going to happen unless you close the window for a certain 
uh, months out of the year. Osmontaz Buckshank tweets, make it a rule that says if a coach leaves for another school, all kids from both schools are immediately eligible for the transfer portal. You, ha- you have to do that. I, I, I'm behind that. You have to do that. Yeah. Like they, they didn't come in either scenario. That's another thing, too. Where the coach is going matters as well because those guys didn't sign up for that dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're sort of stuck with what they acquired. Hey, it, and no, it's you want fairness, this is only fair. That is only fair because if I'm a recruit, right, I'm a five-star freshman and I come in and I have attitude problems, but I have a close relationship with that coach and he goes off to some other school and this guy comes in who's militaristic, I'm never going to get on the field. I'm a five-star player who's never going to play. So right. i got to pack my bags and go. Right. That's only fair. Um, uh, so, again, you take over the NCAA. You're new, the new president. What's your first move? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. I have a quick question to ask because it occurred to me today. I had to stop by a, uh, a Walgreens. Okay, I just had to pick up something on my way to the office. And I... I realize that it is so awkward the time between you put your credit card into the machine because now everything, you just you do it yourself. You're not handing them your card anymore, the cashier at the counter. The time it takes to put your credit card into the machine and then it gets approved is a good like seven to eight seconds. What do you do in that time? Because I don't want to make eye contact with the cashier. I'm awkward. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? Do you just sit there and stare into their eyes? Do you make small talk? Me, I just sort of look down, like just waiting for the approved to pop up on the screen. But it feels like an eternity. But it's starting to feel like it's in the realm of being on an elevator with somebody that you don't want to talk mm. to. Here at the Phillips Point Towers in downtown West Palm, where we work, we, we park across the street, mm-hmm. right? And we park on the sixth floor. Thanks, Phillips Point in the sun. Um, but but when you leave work, uh, there are some that are also going to the sixth floor. So that means you need to be on the elevator with someone you don't know, you don't want to talk to. I don't want to make any small talk. It's 530 in the evening. I'm ready to go home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six floors. And that's a pretty rickety elevator. It's not like it's the fastest elevator. That's awkward, too, because then... Do you stare at the floor? Do you stare at the numbers? I tend to stare up at the, the like I'm, I'm observing and studying the floors that pop up. Oh, there's the third floor. Hmm, there's the fourth floor. Like I'm actually thinking of something profound. <laughs> That's my move in the elevator. But it's so awkward. But I think that the time it takes for your credit card to get approved in the machine while you're standing in front of the cashier is just as awkward as the elevator ride. I would say the elevator ride is way more awkward. Oh, no doubt. Than I don't know. waiting for the credit card. And no it doubt. gets into, I will take the stairs up to the sixth floor instead of <laughs> being in the elevator with I, anybody. I'm glad you, I purposely, if I see people are lined up for the elevator, I'll pretend like I've got to take a phone call or I'm going to walk oh, to the no. other entrance of the parking garage. I don't want to be in an elevator with people. No. I don't want to do it. And when I get in the elevator... The closed door, I start mashing that thing. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. But have you ever made eye contact with somebody who's walking (laughs) towards the elevator and then you still, and the door slowly closes? Close already. (laughs) Yes. That happens all the time. When you make the eye, and I, that happened to me with someone in the elevator and I could see she was just bam, 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 bam on the, on the, the closed door button. And I made eye contact with her as I was walking towards the elevator and then it closed before I got there. And I didn't get mad. I respected it. For sure. I, I was like, ma'am. I would have been pissed. Bless you. No, like, that's good. I didn't want to ride with that person anyway. No. She didn't ride with me. It was mutual. I didn't ride, uh, want to ride with her. We're good. Exactly. Nah, see, I'm a little different. I'm very social. I have, like, reusable that's lines. That's part of your problem. Re- no. I, I have reusable I lines. I hate to be in what? the elevator what with are your, you. What are I your, have reusable lines. What are your lines? elevator lines? What are your, oh, what are your elevator okay. lines? Uh, this is... No, no, no. No, I'm speaking facts. What, I'm not what, lying. When here. we come back, when we come back, I want you to find some elevator music, and I want you to give the lines, <laughs> the, the small talk elevator lines that you give to the random strangers I've used that them this you week. want to converse with, okay? When we come back... Stone Labanowitz and his elevator small talk. She's Danette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA uh, Sport Management Program. 
visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. I don't know why it popped into my head at the break. Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, they're still a thing, right? I think so. Okay, I was just wondering. I have no idea. Or are they from The Voice? Yeah. I never heard of Blake Shelton until The Voice. Really? Yeah. Full disclosure. They got. They were married on July 3rd, 2021. Oh, must have missed that. Almost one year. Well, no, it's still a couple months. Till They're July. getting there. Okay. I was just curious. I don't know. Uh, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Pat Lawler. He's my guy, former NFL agent, represented Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew. He's also the best damn personal injury attorney in the land. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. That's Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. If you've slipped and you fell or you... Had an automobile accident or a boating accident, a cycling accident. There's a personal injury matter. Well, you got to get that taken care of. You got to get compensated because if it's someone else's fault and you've racked up some medical bills and bad expenses, well, they should have to pay for that. And that's where you need a lawyer because you know they're going to fight. But down here, it's hard because lawyers, a lot of them are just greedy, 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 greedy people. I mean, I've been around, I've been down here long enough to know there are some shade meisters in the lawyering industry, okay? That's why I mess with Pat Lawler, because Pat Lawler is the man. Pat Lawler is the guy. Pat Lawler is trustworthy, and him and all the folks at Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys have decades of trial experience. I want someone I can trust and someone who's been there before fighting the battles. I like that. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. That's Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys. So I can't wait to hear this. We were discussing what's more awkward when you're somewhere where you put your credit card into that machine that's right in front of you. You're not handing it to the cashier. You put it in and you wait for it to approve your credit card. The seven or eight seconds between putting in the credit card and it being approved, like what do you do? Uh, do you just stare at the cashier? Do you stare at the ground? Do you stare at the machine? Do you mill around? I just stare at the machine. Like, again, I don't know why I do that, why that's my go-to. Like, I'm going to see something and be like, hmm, did you, did you, did you know uh, how these credit cards are read? Hmm? Well, there was a time where I would stare at the machine in hopes that the card would just be approved. You know, you play that game where you use your card not knowing if you have enough money in there. And you get approved, and it's like, yes! Cross your fingers. Exactly. Uh, so it's just awkward, though, because it's not enough time to have a small talk conversation with the cashier, but it's too long to where, like today, when I did it, and I looked up to thank the cashier as she handed me the receipt. She was staring right at me, which means she was probably staring to the top of my head for the entire seven or eight seconds. It's just a weird thing, right? Oh, by the way, if you're going to, to a CVS or a Walgreens uh, and you think that it's cool to use 17 different coupons... Just stop. Oh. Next time you Give go. Give him a break. Next time you go. Jeanette just, had no money on her card. What if it was her? You back off. I'm I sorry. I am that And person. all you Kohl's people as well with your Kohl's cash trying to do deals mm. that they wouldn't even allow uh, if you were trying to negotiate some sort of government bailout. Like, what are you doing? We are out here saving money using our resources and trying to find better ways trying to financially improve ourselves all this inflation and Back. everything god forbid we use some kohl's cash around here and god to get a new pair of jeans for work i don't even think kohl's cash is like the, the way it works i don't get it like it's almost not real it's like hey you bought something for five dollars here's five hundred dollars in kohl's cash how does kohl's make any money off of kohl's cash i don't get it that's none of your business and that's <laughs> none of my business just keep the money it's coming like, okay it's like retail <laughs> illuminati i don't understand who, how this works who cares it's saving me money okay and you, you people like you need to have the patience yeah. and y'all should be jealous <sighs> and you know it makes you look like an idiot 80? because you're spending your money frivolously i don't know if i said that right yeah but you are spending your money like an idiot when you could be saving 20 30 bucks per purchase hating on coupon users is a terrible way to live you Back should, but you, I have places to be. It's why I went into a drugstore to buy a Mentos, okay? I don't need to be in line for 15 minutes because Wanda wants to buy Maybelline with three different coupons that she acquired over the well, last you know month. What, you know what you can do? Because I am Wanda using five coupons <laughs> for one mascara, all right? Uh, you buy my mascara and you do take care of two purchases <laughs> at one time if you're such in a rush. 
hey, Wanda, why don't you let me buy the mascara? I'm in a rush. Well, I, I could do that. What I'm saying is next time, just talk to Papa Ken. And I'll just, I will, I will pay for the Maybelline instead of you. Well, I thought that this coupon was still good until the fifth of the month. No, <laughs> stop. Okay? Now, it drives me insane. Okay, when my card's in there at Walgreens, right, you said there's not enough time for small talk, but there's enough to kind of lighten their day. You can throw in a, you know, instead of being awkward and showing the top of your head to this lady who's <laughs> who's no different than you. I understand that. I'm not being say, mean. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm acting, being antisocial. Yeah, you're acting as if she's like an alien. I'm, like, it's weird. So, it's, so you say, hey, b- busy day? She goes, yeah, it's, oh, God. No, like, but I don't blah, want her blah, complaining blah, she at goes, me. Okay, well, you go blah, 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 and you go, mm. Let's say it's let's say it's two o'clock, right? Um, three more hours, and she goes, "Oh, I know." All right, <laughs> ding, take your card. You have a nice day, man. Boom, you know. So, she's like, "Oh, I'm, my day, my work day is almost done." Instead of the weird guy who just sat there and just looked around at no, nothing for the forty weird seconds. Thing is, you giving them a forum to complain. Like that's all you do is like, "Oh, three more hours." Yeah, like you just. You, I don't want to. I want. I don't want people complaining so at me about their job. So I'm going to give you a line. You ready? You're going to yeah. do it. You're right. going to put me your write card this in. down. Let me write this down. Anybody use any coupons today? And just. <laughs> and That's just terrible. And just let them complain. Oh my God, Wanda no. came in and spent five minutes trying to buy this. You could change Wanda's name to Jeanette. It's okay. Right, yeah, Jeanette. I don't know if I'm uh, Jeanette. When we're talking about Jeanette's, I don't know if I'm into that. Like, like. Oh, uh, how's your day gone? Because generally it's going to be, oh, busy. Now, sometimes I'll do that. Busy? Yeah. That could so backfire, though, because then you're going to hold up the line because the cashier, all she wants to do is complain about her day because nobody else has asked her about her day. I'll get on my way. I don't want to hold you up any longer. You have a great day. All right. right. But then you're rude. All right. right. But then you're rude by cutting the conversation short. You came in for an orange juice and a Snickers bar. Get out. Yeah. Get on. Right, You're get better in, off just not even instigating the conversation. Just like, peace out. I will stare awkwardly for seven seconds as if that means no Never. conversation. Never. So what is funny, though, about Stone is that Stone sort of is in dad mode already, even though he's not a dad. Like, that's dad behavior. For sure. What is your line to the cashier? Do, do you have a line to the cashier? What is your small talk line to a cashier? Because now I'm fascinated by this. I just stare blankly into the credit card machine. <laughs> what is your line to a cashier? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. And when we return, we'll see if there's any difference between Stone Labanowitz's small talk in an elevator and his small talk to the cashier. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levin. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.